Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. I would like to tell you about a friend of mine named Jimmy. Jimmy uh, graduated from high school several years ago, and then he went to college in a neighboring state. And Jimmy's dad said to him, you're going to need a car in college, so let's go downtown. Your mother and I want to buy you a car to start your college career. On the morning that Jimmy left for college, his father handed him the car keys and said to him, the only thing you must never do is lend your car to someone else. And Jimmy said, sure, and drove off. Well, on the afternoon that Jimmy arrived at college, he and his roommate were unpacking in their dorm room. And at one point, the roommate said, Jimmy, some of my stuff is in a building just a couple of blocks away. Can I borrow your car just a few moments to get it? I mean, what do you think Jimmy said? He said, sure. Now, I swear to you that everything I'm about to tell you about what happened next is absolutely true. The roommate left the building, drove to the other building. He got out of the car, left the door open and the motor running, and went into the other dorm. At that exact moment, a man ran out of the grocery store beside the building. The man had just robbed the store. He saw Jimmy's car, he hopped in, and he roared away. And just then, a police car took up the chase. And a quarter mile later, the robber crashed Jimmy's car into a telephone pole. And the robber was okay, but the car was totaled. You just cannot make this stuff up. That evening, Jimmy asked his roommate, so do you think I should tell my dad? So we're going to come back to Jimmy at the end of this sermon. Don't forget him, because Jimmy is going to turn out to be the bearer of the best news that you and I have ever heard. But for a moment now, I want to turn our attention from Jimmy to Jairus, because Jairus is the main character in today's gospel. And he's one of these wonderful people who pops onto the scene for just a moment and then disappears forever. We maybe know him for two or three hours of his life, and the rest is completely unknown. But 2,000 years later, Jairus has a word for you and me, and for Jimmy. There is nothing more tragic than the death of a child. And that's what we have here. Jairus' daughter is only 12 years old, and she is dying. And as the scene opens, Jairus asks Jesus for help. Now, this may seem like just sort of an ordinary request, but in fact it's not because Jairus is the ruler of the synagogue. That means he's the rector. He's one of the most respected and influential people in the community. 
And here he is, ignoring his bishop and throwing himself at the feet of this maverick faith healer. I mean, can you imagine, oh, Grant Anderson, our seminarian intern, I mean, standing up in church this morning, maybe during the announcements, and asking us for help? I mean, let's, let's just see what that would look like. Look, everyone, I'm in trouble. I need real help. That was really good. <laughs> that is exactly what Jairus does because his daughter is dying. So Jairus and Jesus head home, and as they walk along, a crowd comes toward them from Jairus' house, and the faces in the crowd have that kind of look that doesn't need words. And as Jairus sees them, his heart just breaks. One of the people in the crowd steps forward and says, I'm sorry, Jairus, your daughter has died. Come on home with us. You don't need this Jesus anymore. And in that awful silence, and as that huge crowd just stands hovering, Jesus turns to Jairus, and he says in a quiet, clear voice, Do not fear only believe. Don't let your heart get cramped with fear. I invite you to trust me. So here it is, this moment in which everything hangs in the balance. I mean, will Jairus give up and just join the crowd? Or will that quiet, clear voice take hold in Jairus's spirit? It's so fragile a moment like this. And maybe you know that moment as well, when that quiet, clear voice says to you also, do not fear, only believe. I invite you to trust me. I don't know how to describe how it happens. All I can tell you is right here, the seed of faith is born in Jairus. The love of Jesus wins and Jairus and Jesus go home together. Now there's one more moment before the end of the story, and it's a cruel moment. The two men round the corner onto Jairus' street, and they spot another crowd. And the folk in this crowd are weeping and wailing and mourning the death of the little girl. But if you look closely, you can see that something funny is going on, because there aren't any tears in their eyes. In fact, these people are pros. They are professional mourners prescribed by Jewish law. They're hovering over the body, they're beating their breasts, they're tearing their hair, they're ripping their clothes, they're screaming, they're yelling. It's hard work being a professional mourner. But the seed of faith planted in Jairus holds and grows. It's been planted by Jesus, and that's the decisive factor. Jesus tells the crowd to go out of the house, and he and Jairus stand over the little girl's bed. Jesus picks up her hand and says in a quiet voice, Talitha kumi, 
which means little girl, rise. I mean, what a difference between the screeching of the mourners and the calm, gentle strength of the voice of Jesus. And then, then comes the laughter again. But what a difference, because this time it's Jairus who's laughing, and it's the kind of laughter that's filled with wonder and awe. It's the kind I saw a few weeks ago at a wedding, where the bride started laughing uncontrollably when she came to her vows just because she was so happy. It's the kind of laughter where the tears just stream down your face in utter joy. The little girl wakes up, stands, looks around, and smiles at her father. Now, here's the thing. Jairus was a big deal in his community, but the only thing that he could bring to the healing of his daughter was his cry for help. And in his helplessness and in his despair, the love of Jesus met him where he was, just as it also met our friend Jimmy. Because Jimmy did call his father the next day. And you know what his father said. Well, Jimmy, looks like you're going to have to take the bus for a while. Or maybe, well, Jimmy, looks like you'll have to start saving your pennies to buy a new car. Or maybe, well, Jimmy, there are consequences for not doing what I tell you to do. Except that's not what happened. And let me tell you why. Jimmy's father, a man named Peter, had not been a churchgoer for years. But on September 11, 2001, 9-11, Peter went to a hastily put-together service that very afternoon. And in that service, he heard a word, a word of the love of Jesus that met Peter where he was. And in the days and the weeks afterward, in the midst of Peter's sadness and grief and anger and fear, he was encountered by the calm, gentle voice of Jesus, the same voice that healed Jairus' daughter. So, Peter said two things. First of all, he asked Jimmy if he was all right. And then he said, you will need a new car. Your mother and I will drive up tomorrow, and we will buy you a new car. Jimmy and Jairus, both standing in the need of prayer, just like Peter on 9-11. Jairus and Jimmy, both with no way to make things better on their own, just like Peter on 9-11. Jairus and Jimmy, neither of them meriting anything on their own worth, just like Peter on 9-11. Jairus and Jimmy and Peter, with only a cry for help to offer, Jairus and Jimmy and Peter, the recipients of pure, unadulterated grace. And here is the real kicker. As Peter received that gift of grace from Jesus, 
he became a vessel of that grace for Jimmy. And as Jairus received that gift of grace from Jesus, I can't wait to get to heaven to find out how Jairus became a vessel of grace for others. And if you have brought some anger or grief or despair into this church this morning, Jairus and Jimmy and Peter all want to point you to the one-way love that comes to you exactly where you are right now with healing in his wings. And God grant that as you are the recipients of such amazing grace, so you may become a vessel of that grace for others. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.